Gaming on the Frontier. This is Bruce. This is Trav. And this is Jonathan. Welcome to Gaming on the Frontier, your podcast of waiting for Godot and finding out he's furry. But he's really cool. And he actually might show up. Yes. Well, that's the hope. Okay. So um, I have another place that I think would be a uh, a great place to, to look for t- uh, to Mellorn engineers. Okay. Weird places. Mm. Oh, that's true. They'd be want, they'd be wanting to fix those up right away. Yeah, or they're making well, them. not necessarily fix them. They may, you know, I mean, it, it's those are challenges. They, those are places where the laws of physics don't match up to most of the the universes that you might go to. They might take tremendous amounts of instrumentality for anything that's not of that universe, even to survive there. You know, have have you ever seen the movie The Black Hole? Oh yeah, the Disney oh, movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, ages okay. ago. Yeah. Well, you know, here you've got this guy on a space station sitting right outside of a black hole, behind his his uh, uh, gravity shield. They just happen to be close enough to it that when they're getting sucked into the black hole, uh, they 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 fall behind the shield and are able to survive. I mean. The, you know that guy is a super genius. You know who who created that. You know nobody else had gravity shields, things like that. So I'm just saying is that's the sort of thing that you know. Uh, and, and I would you know that that an engineer would set up so that they could you know observe stuff or they could they could play with stuff. Or, you know they they could try you know uh, you know. Uh, uh, Bisect, you know, can we bisect a black hole? <laughs> what happens if you do that? You know, I mean, the, you, the mind boggles. But a Tamellar, because they're so creative, they might set themselves up some kind of bizarro. You know, they want to understand this all this very very strange reality. I mean, Richard said that Tamellar children kits would do uh, astrophysics. Homework. They they'd bring it home and it get stuck up on the refrigerator the way you know a, a sailboat would be done in an Ameri- you know in, in, a, in a normal elementary school. They would have yeah. their astrophysics homework. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know look look what I you know look what I did you know I got this all the way over here and solved the three body problem you know. <laughs> Good job. It's a great start. Boy, wait till you start having to do really hard stuff. <laughs> yeah. So I'm really uh, proud of your first grade homework. Yeah. 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 So uh, I'm saying is that so places like that where there really shouldn't be, and, and you might go to one of those worlds because I've always like, well, how do you possibly ever explore a place like that? Because, you know, I mean, it, it's it's a place that you can't survive in. That's the by the description of it, 
you shouldn't be able to survive there. Well, well a, a, the, the portal will encapsulate. I'm reading this here off of the other places. Luckily, the portal will encapsulate Fringeworthy and their equipment with a personal time space bubble. These bubbles act as an interface between the Fringeworthy and the outside world, allowing them to breathe and talk to each other. But these bubbles have a limited duration, the length of which is determined by how much the other place deviates from normal laws of nature. This can vary from only an hour or so to several days. When the bubbles start deteriorating, the person or object inside will start adapting to the local physical laws, which is almost always fatal. The fringe where they will find the hack where they could be there for a year. Because a year to a fringe or a year to a termelon is nothing. Because they've been right. pretty well, I'm saying It may and, be that they go through a world like that and, and a, an engineer has set up something to let them stay there longer. Yeah. And that's a, that's and that's an indication that either they've done something there and they've abandoned it, gone on to something else, or they're still active there, and that instrumentality is is available. And there there's a, there's a chance you might find one of them there tinkering around. So that's why I said, is it a place like that has a, you know that's one of the places I would think to look at. To see if there's a T primer, I mean not T primer, a T engineer there if you needed one. Well, I could I could see it now. You go through this other place and you basically find out it's akin to the, let's say the quasi elemental plane of magma. So they're and you see a T primer there. What are you doing here? The breaststroke, <laughs> you know, just. <laughs> I'm learning how to I'm learning how to juggle lava. Yeah. 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 Dog, well, well, no, not dog paddle. They're part bear, part cat. But so, you know, it's like. Yeah, I'm egg sitting uh, the uh, solar eggs. <laughs> yeah. Something just really weird. And you're like, you're in lava. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it is a little warm. Yeah, well, it's all this fur, you know. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, just the other places. Yeah, you're right. That would be just something where, okay, sure. Oh, you you see the termelon there and it's like. The, the portal puts you right in the middle of the star. Sure, I'll go with it. <laughs> <laughs> Not a hair on him is burning. We're in the middle of a star. Yeah. Right. Well, if you've ever uh, read the uh, uh, the novel Sundiver, they actually do that. Ah, okay. They basically have this device that slows time down to the point where even though they're in a star, the crushing gravity and all that stuff doesn't really have that uh, any effect on them. Because the acceleration over time, and they're millions of times faster than normal, so it's that crushing gravity is just normal for them now. And the heat, again, it takes so long to transfer the heat over to them that it doesn't really affect them. So they're actually, you know, skating across the surface of the star, you know, on those uh, electromagnetic lines of 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 uh, plasma and uh, having a grand old time. And uh, because they, because that that's built into their ship to do that. They said at the end of the story, at the, now, of course, to, we, we have to do the reverse at the end of this, which is to, you know, get the time back. So we're going to have to, you know, all the time, the dilation we went through, we also have to do the other way. So it's the whole trip is going to, even though it looks like it only took, you know, a few microseconds, it actually is taking is going to take months before they can finally resync back up with the normal timeline, you know, because of that. So they says you, you know, it's still going to be, 
you know, months after you left, when we finally, you know, get back into sync where we can actually receive signals and things like that because we're on such a different time scale. Yeah. So that is an interesting, it's a very interesting story. I, I do recommend it. I enjoyed it reading it. And and now I've got the Smash Mouth song, Might As Well Be Walking on the Sun in My Head. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. Uh, All right. So any other places you guys can think of where there might be to, uh, a Tamellan engineer for people to go look for them? Uh, let's see. I, when you're really ready to play a Deus Ex Machina with it, you can have one already stationed on Earth Prime hidden away. Well, if you have read Portals 4 and that adventure – Whatever world in which those things take place at, they might very well have a engineer ready, you know, ready to go when the time is right. That's something only a GM would know. Yeah, the players literally wouldn't know to look for them. They couldn't. You might as well look for a T primer on every world, and if you're going to do that, <laughs> it might be the the situation where you go to ask, you know, like like we you said at the start, where you go to ask Sir Yuri. Um, so, you know. You think you could find Schmert for us again? And you just hear, yeah, I'm right here. Jeez. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that sun turned around like, dude, you scared of daylights out of me. Yeah. And he's like, what? What? <laughs> like, like, a, like an old uh, Jewish grandpa. <laughs> I didn't mean to give you such a hot discuss. Yeah. <laughs> I think you'd be happier to see me. <laughs> Yeah. You're never, you're you're never called. You're never here. right. Come here. You got some schmutz on you. Yeah. Always with the problems with you. <laughs> oh, it's busy right. in I, here. I, yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. 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 Stop. 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 I think we've done enough stereotyping yep. here. Okay. Yeah. Right. No, we have to, we have to say what Eric used to say. We await your angry letters. Yeah. <laughs> ah, okay. All right. Uh, all right. Well, if nobody has any other any other ideas, I think we should uh, we should finally talk about why would they why would your players go looking for a T engineer? All right. Well, I would think a problem with let's say they find a problem portal. They're out and about, and all of a sudden it's like, okay, you know what? Every time we go through this portal, we end up walking around the world as ghosts. Only the fringe worthy see us. We want to explore this world. We want to, they, they have stuff here that we want. Let's find it, you know, go back to Earth Prime, talk to Sayuri, find out where Schmert is so we can fix this portal, so we can ex actually explore the world and interact with the people to, to fix or bypass a problem portal. Okay. That sounds like a fair, fair reason. Actually, I could easily see that playing out where if you have, we we were playing on Earth Prime, and you uh, finally deal with the ASA and, and Chileans in some way, either peacefully or by force. But they are no longer a problem. And then you suddenly go and ask Sayuri, "Okay, so how do we fix this uh, portal?" And then, boom, she's spouting off, you know, "Oh yeah, well, you have to go punch right here. You go right there." Oh, the one in the Rabina Sand Sea. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, in Libya. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Of course, it turns out they you could that they actually could fix it themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you know that story, they actually did fix it themselves. Ah. They set they set off explosives all around it, and that fixed it. That fixed it. It caused it. It, it did cause it to reflect the energy and basically turned 
everything to the horizon in the glass. Oh, but geez. the portal was nice and smooth and tur- turning properly it, after it that. It just did some percussive maintenance. There you yeah, go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but uh, but all those observers either died or got uh, encased in uh, molten glass, molten rock. So that so, was probably not such a good yeah, thing. Yeah, <laughs> died. Yeah, maybe, probably. Anyways, so yeah, um, I can see where. They um, had been told by a fringe walker, whether it be an old man or it be a, uh, um, a one of the gypsies or whatever like that, that there's this world that has something that they, as you said, they really want, but it's locked down with a much higher level crystal than they, they have, a, a higher level crystal than they got in their hands on. Well, you know, Richard said that most that in the first two years, most of the keys that they got their hands on came from Schmert. He literally would stop by every once in a while and drop off a handful of higher level keys for them. Yeah. Or just more of them so that more of them could use them to, you know, find more Fringeworthy. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, yeah. you know, as he was traveling around and he found these catches of crystal keys, he said, I know somebody who could use these. And went back and dropped them off back at Earth, Earth Prime. So that's how you know that's one way of uh, you know. I mean, that's why you'd have a reason because you can't get through that portal, and you have a reason to think that that portal would be really good to have. Or again, on a Prime. I mean, not all the the, the portals on Primes are unlocked. Okay, we we know a couple of them on Earth Prime that are locked. You know, the one underneath the, uh, I think the one that's underneath the uh, Sea of Japan is is locked. So. And I think also the one, I think there's one in the North Sea. And there was the ones in in Canada and in Russia in the Richardson and Cherisky Mountains, respectively. Originally, they're yeah. locked down. Yeah. No, the, uh, I think they were originally open because uh, all the stories that Richard told me about were all about how they tried to use them. And uh, Richard didn't realize that the, that the, uh, the cross Canadian highway was literally miles away from the Richardson's mountains. Uh. He thought that was like the, the <laughs> one of the most remote places in Canada when he put it there. So it was, it was supposed to be like two places where, okay, we've got portals to these places, but they're just, as remote, and they're also in other people's countries where we're not going to have control, you know, where they're going to take control over them and and not, you know, just like the one that's on the, um, uh, on Easter Island. So yeah. the only portal that was in international area was Hatsumi Base, you know, Hatsumi Portal. So that's why that became the premier portal was because that it, it, it was free of those uh, political entanglements. Yeah, yeah. Right. But anyways, yeah. But so there, you might be on a prime and you might want, you know there's more portals. You just don't know where they go. Uh, or you found portals, you know, like they have full ring stations, but they don't work because the portal's been locked out. So... You know, that's where you start looking for an engineer to go and, you know, give you a key that'll unlock these portals. I forget the black crystal key won't let you do the portal to portal transfer through locked portals, right? 
Uh, actually, it will. That's what I thought. It'll let you do. Yeah. yeah, that's the only one that'll. The black key is only for station to station transfer, and it has to be from a full ring station to another full ring station. Okay. All but right. even if the portal's been locked down, you can still travel between those stations. You know, uh, using a black crystal. Yeah, okay. here we go. Black cr- black crystals allow portal to portal transfer of a fringe worthy without transiting to the fringe path first. The crystal is carried in the hand of the fringe worthy as she enters the portal, causing a transit to the next portal on the prime clockwise as viewed from the platform. If a full ring station exists, this occurs regardless of the lockdown setting on the portal. Okay. However, a transit tour from a warp only occurs if the portal is unlocked. Oh. I guess in my head, I've always seen that all the portals on Primes are portal stations, and that if they're in in, in warp form, it's because the station has gotten buried. Although there's lots of ones that are, you know, usually the only ones you find are the really well-hidden ones that are full ring stations. The rest of them are all warps. Yeah. Remember, every alternate out there is actually a, has eight portals on it. But most of them are inactive because it's an alt. It's be it's currently an alt status. But if you rotate it down to be a prime, then those all become active again. Yeah, because I always it, I, in my head I'd always assumed because I I didn't realize that you could shift the status of an alt to a prime. So I always assumed that the alts only ever had the one portal. I never and I always figured when I found out that they could be made into a prime, I figured the the fringe path built portals <laughs> on them when that happened but yeah well well jonathan don't feel bad because this literally came out during the time that we started the podcast we actually got richard to admit this okay so it was never in the previous lore well it jonathan it's also in portals four where that that's the whole adventure where you find out you go to the Tazeel homeworld and then you find out one there were seven other portals there that are now closed, and they're just wa- you know walls there. And two, there's that whole second race, the Arkino. So yeah, you um, and also what it was, Blix figured this out ages ago, and I remember he said this that the fringe path, it was basically a massive algorithm that just randomly placed the portals on all these worlds, the primes and the alts in an algorithm where they were just spaced randomly and decently apart. Yeah. Problem is, remember, a lot of these portals, uh, from what we figure, it's at least an eon to two eons where the Termellern put the portals out on the worlds. A lot can happen to a planet in 200,000 years. Tectonic <laughs> shift, ice ages, yeah. what have you. So you're going to have where, where the Termellern will be sitting there reading the root programming and going... Oh bother! That's buried. That got buried with an ice glacier. Didn't I? Didn't see that coming. Okay, that's a warp now. And this one. Oh, this is now under volcanic rock or the ocean. There was, yeah, there wasn't an ocean there the ocean. when I put the ah crap. These are all yeah, warps now. Rock. No. And on yeah. some of the some of the truly weird worlds, why is this one floating five hundred feet in the air? Yeah, because it's a problem portal. So yeah, it it just. Because the portals were just figured out and placed and formed one to two eons ago, an eon being 100,000 years, for you guys who don't know that term, um, yeah, a lot can change. Mm. So that's why you're going to see that Termellern, you know, going over and going, that's not right. That either. 
Oh, crap. This is one of those tectonically active worlds. Oh, okay. New plan. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it when my continents get shifted. Exactly, yeah. Blasted continental drift. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, it, it, yeah, I'm seeing that it, it, they're technically all portals. And, and I think you said it. Yeah, Jonathan, you said it. Is that technically all portals, but just with how planets shift and evolve on their surface that kind of gets thrown out the window after 200,000 years, you don't know until yeah. you get on the world. And because the one I think uh, on Bureau 13 Earth, there's one in Lake Superior. So obviously, if a portal is submerged or buried, it's going to appear in the closest open area. So this warp is basically on the northern shore of the lower peninsula of Michigan, or the upper peninsula of Michigan. I In my campaign, I just put it near Marquette. That's just, you know. But yeah, it's going to be somewhere along that shoreline because that's the closest open area to where that ring station is at, you know, deep at the bottom of Lake Superior, which some of you may know, it's like the largest and deepest body of fresh water on the planet. So that portal's down there. So what are you going to do? It's going to be on the shore up here. So, yeah. And the Tremellern's got to realize that when he comes to a world and checks, he's going to do a portal check. Okay, which one are portals? Which ones are warps? Okay, fine. Which ones am I going to, you know, need special equipment to, because I, let's say the problem is on the other side. Oh, I got to, you know, activate the bio suit again. So, you know, I don't drown and get air and pressure bubbles. So I don't get crushed because I'm, you know, in this world's Marianas Trench. So, yeah, it, it, the, the Termellern okay. is going... There are times that the Termellern may actually... He may not be able to do it just from the platform side. He may have to go onto that world and say, okay, I got to, you know, tinker around with the pylon here. And, okay, the py, the warp is like... The, the portal's like this. Okay, fine. Here I go. Get out the extra equipment, put it on, go through, fix it, come back. So, yeah. And and unlike any <clears throat> IDET explorer, that that engineer can just, you know, pop open the pylon and look at some readings and know the exact coordinates that the warp is from the, the, the station. Oh, that'd be, that'd be something weird. You, because we see the, the pylons, you oh, know, yeah. it's what, maybe three feet in the air, you know, three feet tall, slanted top, the triangle with the triangles within it. The top mm -hmm. triangle is a little recession for the key. And here's a Termellern. He's got the top popped open. He's digging around in the biotech in there, and you're hearing squishing sounds because he's moving around biodiodes and stuff. And they're like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> yeah, in this like in this like gurgling noise or whatever, which you find out it's it's how it speaks. Termellard linear B. Yeah, pulls out this handful of guts and go, "Oh, here, found the problem. <laughs> they had a splinter in there. Okay, it's ready to go. It'll heal up yeah. and it'll be fine." Yeah. Here, here's some antibiotics. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, the IDED is having to make fortitude saves because they're looking at the guts inside <laughs> the pylon pulsing in this Termellard's hands, and they're like, I'm going to go to the edge of the platform. I'm feeling sick. Yeah. Right. And, you know, and, and the next time, you know, somebody starts cursing the fringe pass, they're like, shh, it'll hear you. <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean it can? What do you mean it'll hear you? It's alive. We saw its guts. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's of course that's the veteran to the to the, the new team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has yeah. a mouth and eyeballs. <laughs> no, that 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 line from uh, Men in Black. 
Kay, it's looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> when he's giving, helping the lady give birth to this. Congratulations, kid. You just birthed a squid. Yeah. <laughs> Kay, it's looking back at me. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, <laughs> look at the Brupians. They be look at the Brupians. They become the whole tree. So yeah. 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 yeah three of them. But no, I, I I can see. Yeah, I can see where you could really have fun with explaining how the fringe pass worked. Like, yeah, they cracked it open. And the Tremelin pulls out this handful of guts from the pylon. Yeah, this is what makes the lights glow, and 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 the team's going, and that's what's making me want to vomit right now. Put that back in the damn pylon. What? I need to fix it. Stand in front of it, then. We don't need to see that. Yeah. Oh, man. No, I mean, you could really... You guys want to learn how this really thing works? works? Yes. Yeah. Come here. Take a look. <laughs> and they're like... Yeah, I got to trim a couple thousand ganglion over here. Before yeah. you can learn portal technology over level 10, you have to have at least five levels of biology. Exactly. No, that that's the thing. If you wanted to get into the higher level versions of tech, you're going to have to become, you know, part grease monkey, part computer tech, and part life scientist. And as you get higher, your hard tech skills are going to matter less and less. Yeah. Remember, the only time... Well, remember, Jonathan, I think I mentioned this before since you've been here. The Termellor biotech is their... That's, that's their jam. Well, th yeah, that's the only time they used the hard tech was, okay, we're, we're going up the technological tree. Oh, we've hit a plateau. Okay, we'll use a hard tech hack to get around that. Okay, now we're using biotech. Oh, look, we've gotten diffusion power. Oh, we need to have a hard tech hack because we can't do this with biotech. Oh, look, we're up now at EM transmission. Okay, we're going to need another hard tech hack. That's the only time they use hard tech was to to fix a problem that couldn't be fixed using living technology. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's... As as a fringe engineer, remember the class is where was that? Page one oh seven of Fringeworthy D twenty, the I the IDEC engineer. Yeah, as you get going and here uh oh yeah, here we go. Well it doesn't have heal as a class uh skill, but it does have earth and life sciences. As your character goes up and up in levels in this class, the Earth and Life Sciences, or with Pathfinder, it's now Knowledge Nature, you're going to need that more and more because you're looking, it's like, that's not a diode, that is, well, an organ. Okay, we need to figure out a way to, wait a minute, that's the pylon's liver. It has cirrhosis. <laughs> All right, who who dumped a beer in the pylon? You know, and so you got to, you know, you got to go this, that route because. Is this a spleen or a switching unit? I can't tell. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. Where because that you're gonna blur there after a while with this stuff. And someone who get wants to get involved in fringe technology. Yeah. Now you know why the Meller don't drink coffee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, because we need an agitated Meller. Yeah. Even the old ones, we don't want to see them bouncing off the walls after ten cups of Java. No. Um <laughs> but no, you're gonna be and and usually the people who play engineer characters, nine times out of ten, the player has that. I've had plenty of techies in my games, and for them to play a Termellon tech, it's like you better learn your your life sciences, biology, organic chemistry, zoology, genetics. You better start knowing those two if you want to get into because 
you're going to need to know that because that's what the type of tech it is. That would be another reason you might search out an engineer is you just want to learn anything scientific. It could be life sciences, technology, doesn't matter. If it's a science, find the, find the nearest engineer. They'll know. Well, the, the French paths are a cornucopia of exotic science out there. I mean, that's, that's one of the whole reasons you're sent out there was the fact that anybody who can build a interdimensional road, roadway, okay, can probably have sol- engineering solutions that can solve our pressing problems on Earth. Yeah, by definition, they're, they're probably in an infinitely advanced race at that point. Yeah. You know, so you, the only problem is, is that are we, are we, are we like, you know, uh, indigenous pygmies who are trying to understand how a Boeing 747 works? That's about it. Yeah. That'd be a very good analogy. Yeah. Or I'd say more like cavemen, you know, trying to figure out a Boeing 747. It's just, we look at this stuff and you hear Arthur C. Clarke himself saying that phrase. Any sufficiently advanced technology is is indistinguishable from magic. Thank you, yes. And so, if if you're wanting to learn, y'all remember UHF and Stanley Spadowski, what happens if you go to a Termellon for tech? You drink from the fire hose! Yeah. Yeah. And get blown off the horse. Yeah. Right. Okay, so... uh, the only other uh, reason that really comes to mind for me uh, as why you might seek out a Tamelon engineer is because your world is in danger of tremendous destruction. Usually of an environmental nature like pollution or overpopulation or a uh, famine or... I'm thinking more along the lines of the sun is going out or there's a big, there's a, there's a big like, you know, wave of asteroids that are, you know, maybe maybe something like a mini black hole, you know, uh, zipped through the solar system, and it wasn't enough to, you know, to destroy all the planets like you, you might expect, okay? Uh, but it's enough to, like, I don't know, shatter Uranus. And so, basically, pieces of Uranus are now floating in the direction yeah. of Earth. And you've got a huge... Basically, the remains of a huge gas giant that's going to go crashing down onto Earth, destroying all life. So we need somebody with some serious high, super high technology ability to build us something to fix this problem because we ain't fixing it. The one thing with that is he's going to have to bring it with him because let's say it's Earth, something on Earth Prime's level, and he comes around and he gets here and you explain your situation and he looks to the left looks to the right, sees tablets and, and smartphones, and he goes, you're kidding me, aren't you? You expect me to work with sticks and rocks to build you something to do this. I'll be back. <laughs> no, no, you're right. He'd have to bring it with him. And it, have you ever read the original Portals uh, supplement, Portal Zero? No, number no, zero? no, no. Mm-hmm. I might have it. Yeah, the original one that he was it was released. It's the one that had all the fixes for the original production of Fringeworthy because they used Zipatone uh, on the uh, on the weapons uh, on some of the weapon uh, pages, and when they tried to photocopy it, they became entirely unreadable. So they were reproducing them in portals number okay, zero. Okay, that would be portals and pathways book zero. Yeah, I. Just yes. called it up just now, yeah. Right. Okay. Well, there's a story in there 
that involves just this situation where they go to a world and they find this gigantic machine that's sitting there. Uh, it's a world that is basically getting, you know, uh, entering an ice age. And if they can figure out how to turn on the machine, it will basically, it will do something that will cause the sun to become agitated and it'll flare up and, uh, and stave off that ice age for another 50,000 years, let's say, which is long enough for the simple hominids that live on that world to evolve to the point where they can either, you know, get true intelligence and be able to use the fringe portal to escape. Ah, okay. And that's, that's this little adventure that's in that first, that first supplement. Yeah, that's probably, I got it here, yeah. Players step from a warp to a desolate cold valley. The sun appears an orange K-class star. Vegetation is sparse, mostly common scrub and small twisted trees. Yeah. So there's, you know, so that's an example where uh, Tamellar Engineer came in, set up something to fix the problem. And, but because of the war, he never got, he never activated it. So you, as the Frisbury Explorers, you know, your job is to figure out the, what this thing is for and, and to have the balls to activate it and save, save this world long enough for, you know, I mean, as far as you're concerned, you know, 50,000 years, you, you know, it's, it, you'll be dead by then, theoretically, you know. Uh, and so, yeah. but it, it solves their immediate problem, it, you know, the fact that their world is dying. So, and it was set up by the Tamellor and then left and never executed, and it was because of the war. So, yeah. So, this is, you know, uh, so Tamellor engineers do do these kinds of things where they, they make big, they, they make big, broad solutions to problems on a world. And if you have a big, broad problem, you know, going, find, you know, you might want to be seeking out a Tamellor engineer to solve that problem for you. Oh, now I'm just seeing, like, in this instance, you know, you you find Schmert or you summon Schmert, however you get a hold of him, and you say, hey, there's um, a, a, a huge asteroid the size of the moon about to crash into the planet. You think you can help us? And he goes, yeah, give me about mm, two hours. I'll be right back. Leaves back through the portal, and then two hours later, all the uh, orbital satellites start detecting an Ashanti warship coming in and blowing up the asteroid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just I, I see it that way. It's like Schmert's got something hidden away on one of those space platforms somewhere. Maybe he does, or he just basically takes it from you know he, ta he, he you know takes it, shrinks it down, to, <laughs> you know yeah. it, it, you know with a singularity inside of a uh, uh, an anti gravity field and puts it into his pocket and brings it over and throws it up and lets it get big sized. You know, I mean, the rule is whatever causes the most flash. Yeah. Whatever is the most shock and all. And, and maybe when it goes off, everybody loses half their hearing because <laughs> it's such a flash and boom, you know, shock yeah. and awe. You yeah. know, he doesn't, I mean, he doesn't care. You're, you're still here. You know, you just, everyone is basically now half deaf, you know. <laughs> so. Here, take these pills. You'll be fine in a week. Or he doesn't care. I mean, yeah. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm just saying, though, aren't you happy to be alive? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> huh? Yeah. Details, <laughs> details. I'm sure I'm sure you'll work something out. You guys got this. Yeah. Oh, you wanted the asteroid done and your hearing intact. You should have said so. 
Huh? Oh, well, <laughs> too late now. Uh, maybe I'll get to it. It's kind of low priority, but maybe. I don't know. Well, you said you wanted it done this you said you wanted it done this way, <laughs> you know, using basically using their exact words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like yeah. I, well, well, we want like you to I blow said. it to hell and back. Okay, <laughs> so we got to have hell showing up somewhere in this. <laughs> it's like okay now. See, see, I told you the Termelliner like autistic people. <laughs> semantics, semantics, semantics. Yeah, it does matter. Or maybe he just thought that would be cooler. You know. Because he's like, you know, as I say, he's immortal, he's almost indestructible, all those things. So what we consider to be like, you know, really, really hard, okay, really hard to endure, it's, you know, this, it's just a, a warm summer day to him. Yeah, it's like, eh. Or her. And at that point, you yeah. like big booms. The bigger, the better. Yeah. Where's the big boom? There was supposed to be, well, you know, it says, it says where's the earth-shattering kaboom? There was supposed yeah. to be an earth-shattering kaboom. <laughs> How disappointing. Is it? Isn't that delightful? Yeah. The Illudium P38 Explosive <laughs> Space Modulator. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. What yeah. a wonderful term. Oh. That's classic comedy there, kids. I'm telling you right there. Yeah. <laughs> it sure is. You know, every year at Dragon Con for like at least 10, if not 20 years, be, uh, while you know, while they were waiting for the uh, costume contest to go through its judging section, they some they would turn on and they would play that for the audience. And we all we all waited for it. We all wanted it. We all said, you know, and we all we all said the lines along with it because after that many times, we all had it down pretty good. So yeah, it was pr pretty good. All right. So uh, any other reason? You can think of why you would seek out a Tamellan engineer. Uh, I think I mentioned this before we we started the podcast, but I know the players will immediately want to seek out an engineer anytime they think they have a solution to the Melor threat, or if they want a solution to the Melor threat, or they run it. Yeah, they want to run it by Schmirt to see if you know to have them check their math, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, it's like, well, you know, it has to work for, you know, this will, this will only work for one world. This won't work for all of them. So it's not a good solution. You're like, but it's our world we're trying to save. Yeah. It'll work for us. We'll worry about the other ones later. He's like, that's, you know, that's just not good work. You should, you should try harder. And of course, he doesn't actually confirm that it'll work. He just says, well, theoretically, it might. I don't know. Well, if he's trying to discourage you from doing it because he wants you to come up with a solution that actually affects all the uh, all, all of them at the same time, which, again, if you've read Portals 4, you know, that's one of the things. Uh, the, uh, you know, they, they might, he might not be behind your idea because he doesn't think it has a big enough scope. It doesn't, you know, you're not thinking big enough. So he might say, no, no, that's no good. Don't do that. You know, you know, you got this far. Come on, put a little effort in, and you'll make it the rest of the way. Yeah, you know, put you're gonna have to go a different direction, and you you basically give up a perfectly good idea, <laughs> not realizing that it would have worked, but just on a small scale of only a single world. But I can yeah. see it now. They're sitting there where he goes. Well, that only affects one world. You have to think bigger, and they're and the the humans are like. It took us five crazy supercomputers to come up with this. And the Termellan engineer is just like, and what else you got? Are you kidding me? 
<laughs> I can see, okay, I can see the Tremellon engineer, if it's played right, and I want to thank you too for your ideas because having to play this Tremellon engineer for my upcoming Thursday game, I know I'm going to have fun with this NPC where I'm going to be, ha- well, right now everything is on Skype, but I'm just going to be feeling shade from my laptop from Jeff <laughs> Carey and Will because I'm just, and I'm not going to be going out of my way to be a dick. And there are people listening going, you don't have to, Trav. But yeah, you do have a talent for <laughs> it. I'm a, well, I am Dementia Radio's resident malicious prick. That I have the capacity. Right. I just See? no longer have the daily. I, I no longer have the daily compulsion. But playing this character to where, yeah, he'll do you know what's needed, but it may not always be exact, and there may be loopholes which you didn't take into account. Well, yeah, I got rid of the problem. Yes, but now we have this <laughs> other problem. Oh, now you're going to get picky. Really, we're going to do this now. We're trying to run here. Yeah. <laughs> right oh no i'm going to have fun with this toy yes 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 thank you both <laughs> all right well, that's great all right well thanks everybody for paying attention to all this and listening to us as we work out how where why you know to see uh to do to melon engineers in your fringe worthy game or any other super powerful engineer that you might want to put in like a science fiction game or anything else. You know, these guys, and, and when I say that I mean men, women, and whatever, you know, just wash your hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, uh, we uh you know, they're they're hard to play because they don't follow the same rules that you would normally want them to do. And uh and you've got to have a a real good reason to do it because otherwise, you know, you're you're going to just be frustrated. It's like you 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 are sta- you're standing at the foot of a colossus who doesn't pay any attention to you. So um, it's 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 good to play them, and it's uh, and we uh, hopefully we're giving you some really good ideas about you know how to interest them and where you would find them and uh, how they would act. Uh, when you do run into them, you know, assuming, you know, and, and we're talking about the best case scenario, which is they're actually positive towards you. They like you. <laughs> so um, they think you're an annoying little kid, but they like you. Yeah. You know, they're like all children, you know, they're, they're, they're. <laughs> oh, you mean, oh, you mean you get, you get to play them like on clerks. They're here to help you. They don't have to like you. Yeah. Yeah. Or the yeah. fact is, is that you know you you put up with the, the 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 silliness of children because you know that eventually they will grow up to be you know interesting and important. So yes, you know, so you you, you get that whole patronizing attitude. Anyways, yeah, thanks for listening. We're gonna you know uh, we really hope you enjoyed it. Let us know you know give us a five star rating on. Uh, uh, iTunes and your podcatcher, uh, whatever it might be, and we will have more for you next week. So you're gonna have to wait until then. So thanks, everybody. This is Bruce Sheffer saying there are a million million worlds out there. So go explore them. And this is Trav. There's a reason why it's called gaming. It's for having fun. Gaming on the Frontier podcast is wholly owned by its hosts. It is released under the Creative Commons 3.0 license. No commercial reproduction 
and any use of any element of the podcast must be attributed to the Gaming on the Frontier podcast. Hi, this is Trav from the Travcast. Listen to me Tuesday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern on listen.dementiaradio.org colon 8027.